Hey, guys. Huh. Check this out. Welcome to Check This Out, a podcast where we take an analytical view of the media that appeals to us as individuals and why. I am Elle, your host, and with me today is special guest and enemy of the show, Helena. If you would, please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, my name's Helena. Um, I host a podcast called Hey, I Love That Movie, which is more about nostalgia. And um, yeah, I'm here to talk about something that I really enjoy. Uh, speaking of, you have brought something that you enjoy and are passionate about. Uh, could you talk a little bit about it in your own words? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about Planet Zoo, which is a fantastic little video game, well, quite big video game, uh, computer game, um, that came out in 2019 that um, has held my hand through the pandemic. Or at least the latter half of the pandemic. Yeah, the um, Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's, it's it's Zoo Tycoon, but on steroids. I honestly can't remember where I first heard that as a euphemism, but I just love it. <laughs> it's uh, it's such a good game. I love all sim simulation, city builder, like creation games, and I have done since I was a kid. Um, but this one combines that kind of creative aspect with my love of animals and they are super cute and there's baby ones and adult ones and you breed them and people come and look at them and give you money for it. And, oh, it's so good. Do you ever get into like the Sim Ant or like Sim Tower? Uh, no, Sim Ant. Yeah, that's like uh, one of the ones that gets held up is like a big weird name, like still um, the same guy that does all Sim City and Sim Helicopter and whatnot. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, yeah, it's a bit out there. Yeah, that's one that I think you know. My parents probably would have bought me if I'd asked them nicely, but they might have had some questions. Yeah. Like, go outside. There's le- plenty of ants out there. <laughs> And, and not like the, well, you know, we asked the nice man in the shop what every kid loves to play. This could be something that my I'd ask for like a Sims expansion pack and I got this for Christmas from my nan instead. <laughs> uh, they always mean well. Yeah, my um, my favourite, my, my grandmother bought me Wii Monopoly. Mm. Um, the current Monopoly, I think the Switch Monopoly is really good, but Wii Monopoly is not good. Um, I I do find it very hard to imagine that any version of Monopoly is good. But I just don't like the game, unfortunately. I um so games that I do like are yeah like these these like city anything from like yeah Sims like Sims one to four 
um, where you're like controlling literal individuals all the way up to like city builders where the individual doesn't really matter. It's all about like strategy and getting everything to flow properly. Um, big fan also of um, City Skylines, if you've ever played that. Mm. Sort of taking that that SimCity concept that they kind of squandered themselves with, what was it, SimCity 4? Yeah. And it's like, well, no, we're actually going to make it a good game. Well, I feel like that's what happened with, like... So we have City Skylines is the is to um, SimCity as Planet Zoo is to, like, Zoo Tycoon. Like, it's the same concept, but just actually developed and produced in a way that makes it fun and more functional and there's just like so many more creative options Mm. like what i love about planet zoo is that you can everyone can have you can start off everyone with the same stuff and they'll create totally different zoos and like they won't look the same and everyone has little like things that they might always fall back on or designs they always enjoy but you can always find like a new way of doing things. Whereas in a lot of games, it can be like, there is a, you know, there is the barrier wall tool and you use that to make either windows or barriers that you can't see through. And the guests look through that and that's it. Whereas in this, like there's so many options for like, you can have it so that the animals are just in like a lowered pit that they can't climb up if it's like steep enough. So people can just sort of peer in and look through um you can have it so there's a certain amount of deep water because some animals can't swim so they won't go out further than that um you can just use building tools you don't have to use like actual barriers so they've got all the different building equipment um and assets so you can just use rocks or you know slabs of concrete or you know you could probably build it out of deck chairs if you wanted to yeah, or like a, a certain particular YouTuber that I watch who built an entire floating platform of uh, just dirt for animals to live on and then drop an entire said floating platform full of corpses on his uh, patrons. Nice. Yes, it also they, they, you can do a lot of messing about in this game. It doesn't have to be serious You want to be involved in nature? Well, you're going to get it. There's um, lots of YouTube videos that are amazing where... Like they've put so much time into just wrecking the game and trying to find exactly what it's not used, not supposed to be used for, and doing it to the max. Yep. Um, I I play it a little bit more straightforward. I like to play it on, um, you know, just trying to breed nice animals and have different areas and have it all flow and be pretty. But I like the control. I think that's what's always really satisfied me about these kinds of games. Is I need like a little, an element of control in my life, and I've often found it in these. Yeah. Um, so I have my prepared list of questions that are designed to delve a bit deeper into that enjoyment of yours, if that's all right. Absolutely, fire away. So question one. Imagine I was someone who has been recently awoken from a coma or resurrected from being frozen in ice or even an inanimate object gifted knowledge of modern times and sentience. So essentially, I know what media is, but have never experienced any. How would you explain Planet Zoo without comparing it to something that I wouldn't know? Okay. So do you understand the concept of a zoo? Yes. 
Great. So we're off to a really good start. Um, because otherwise I think that might be a bit bit more complicated. Um, so the planet, though. Hmm. Hmm. Imagine all that exists in your world is a zoo entrance. And then you have essentially an endless box of Lego. Do you understand what Lego is? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. You've got building blocks and assets and things that you can put together yourself, however the way you want. And you can build, put these things together, fill it with animals. People will, the better it is, the more people will come and look at it. Um, the more you can charge for people to come in. Um, it's all done on your computer, so it doesn't matter if your zoo doesn't work because no one actually ever gets hurt. Um, and you can edit absolutely everything to be as perfect or as weird or as funky as you want. So it's like a like a movie or like just sort of moving. Yeah, pictures imagine the, the story the story of a zoo made by yourself. So it starts with nothing, no animals. You have a little pot of money. You have to make that stretch. Use your time wisely to build it up and make a zoo that people want to come and visit. So you might start off with only, you know, a relatively mundane zoo with two animals or one animal um, that people can come and look at. So you might start off with just some wolves or, you know, some tortoises. People come look at that. They give you money for looking at the animals. You use that money to buy other animals and build more shelters. And then before you know it, uh, it's been 12 hours. You've not ate. You've not slept. Um, and you've got an entire multi-animal zoo. Sort of the capitalism of animals. Yes. It, the You put animals in to get more animals out. I don't have a problem with it because it's not. It's not real. I I personally struggle with the um, you know the idea of using animals for profit um, or entertainment. Um, however, there is like a, an element of this um, game that is about conservation. So it does teach you about animals and what their habitats are, and you get points for sort of breeding endangered animals with the best genes, and you can you know expand and release animals to the wild or <laughs> however you also have the option to just trade the animals with other zoos on the network yeah which can often get you bigger profits like i was going to ask on the on the scale of uh, pt barnum's circus to um a, like a wildlife sanctuary mm-hmm. like where where would the average planet zoo zoo fit i have no idea because everyone's zoo is so different um i try to keep mine on the on the nice end um, but you, if you, if your zoo doesn't meet the requirements for that animal, uh, you'll get a low rating. And if it's bad enough, um, people will come and protest at your zoo and you'll get fined and you'll get in trouble. Your zoo's reputation will go down and eventually, you know, you'd make less and less money until I guess you go bankrupt or you fix the problems. So the, the animals get like a, you get like a rating of what's important to them. So, like, their environment, some animals need, like, you know, lots of long grass to hide in and eat, and some need, like, sand or mud or rock. Um, some need, like, a certain amount of water, um, a certain amount of plants in their ter- terrain, a certain amount of space is obviously quite important. So you can't just have, like, if you had a, a lion in a eight-foot-by-eight-foot box, uh, it would be pretty miserable, and everyone would kind of 
be looking at it and if you click on any of the guests they'll be like that doesn't look like enough space for a uh, for a lion sad face <laughs> um and then yeah people would get angry enough that they'd come and start protesting they'll protest anything as well because it's quite easy once you've got you know 30 or 40 different species of animals going on in your zoo you might forget about something and then you're like oh yeah. shit and um you've let your scarab beetles breed out of control their cage is filthy and every- you've suddenly got people protesting the welfare of scarab beetles at your zoo well, it's like, hey, you're welcome to take some if you want. Well, yeah, you just, uh, it's an easy fix normally. It's like, oh, shit, okay, I've got to sell 30 scarab beetles. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, okay, they're happy again now. Clean out their cage. So I assume the opening a burger joint next to an enclosure that says giraffe burgers, where said enclosure is uh, the smallest possible space for one giraffe, and you have crammed 30 in them, so they form some sort of giraffe hydra. Probably not as good as you might want. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could do that um, if you wanted to. There are, you know, for a game that's about loving animals, all the food stands appear to serve meat. Um, So there's, um, you can have, you could have it. That is is part of the circle of life. It it is. So you can have a, um, you know, like a, a buffalo sanctuary with chief beef. One of the games. The game has sort of these uh, brands in it that you can use as like they're sort of like equivalents to like there's like Gulpy, which is like a, a soda and lemonade stand kind of thing, and then there's various other um, places. And they have like you can put if you wanted to have like a super commercial looking zoo. There's like adverts that you can put up and billboards that have all their branding on, or you can kind of tuck them away and have like your own sort of themed shells for these stores so you don't have to sort of see them as much i i remember always in uh like theme park world and like all of that just naming the places pizza hat because i was thinking oh i'm such a genius hmm yeah, yeah there um there's there's lots that like can be done with it and the um however i find that i keep on sort of making the same kinds of zoos over and over again um, so what I've recently done is download loads and loads of um, creator content from the uh, Steam Workshop, the Steam Workshop content that other people have made. Yeah, like just the, the fan mods rather than the <laughs> official, official Yeah, not stuff. So, I, haven't, I haven't gone down the mods route with this just yet. Um, City Skylines, I've absolutely ploughed with mods, but um, <laughs> Planet Zoo, I haven't because um, I... <sighs> The game's quite. <laughs> the game isn't perfect. Let's put it that way. Um, and there's a lot that can go wrong without putting mods in the way. So there's like quite regular patches and updates, and I shouldn't really put anyone off because, by God, is it a lot better than it used to be. Um, but there were lots of little glitches that could happen, and they weren't necessarily game-breaking glitches, but they could be really irritating. Mm. Um, so now the only glitches I have left are quite entertaining. Um, so every now and then, like, you know, your alligator will swim through the barrier. Yeah. Um, like, oh, he's getting out. And it will just be still swimming, but 10 foot up in the air. And, uh, you know, people are like, ah, an alligator. And they're running away and the alligator is kind of swimming around. And you're like, you have to capture it and put it away. Um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, how did how did that get out? Um <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about it. Look at look at our penguins. 
It's quite cool, though. If it's an animal that's, like, not dangerous, people don't scream and run away. They just sort of, uh, if you click on their thoughts, they're like, I don't think that animal's supposed to be out here. But they're like, just hmm. carry on, carry on with their day. Which is weird, because, like, I've been to a few zoos, and almost all of them have at least one peacock running loose, like, just yeah. as part of the, yeah, you know, this is the peacock's territory, just don't walk on this part of the path. Yeah, the, you, there is, like, the option of having peacocks just, um, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine if, with a bit of, like, creative barrier placement, you could have peacocks walking around sort of where everyone is all the time. Um, but you have this option, like, with certain animals, um, guests can enter their habitat, same as, like, a normal zoo. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, a lot of, like, basically all the Australian zoos, it's like, yeah, no, here's the kangaroo patch, just go walk around and don't fight any of them. Yeah, don't don't punch any of them in the face. But try not to. Um, yeah, I don't, I think kangaroos are deemed too violent in um, Planet Zoo for that. Um, I mean, I, I believe it. They are pretty violent. But there's, yeah, like meerkats and lemurs. Um, you can go in flamingos, um, certain chimps and not chimps, uh, like Japanese macaques. And yeah, I'm learning a lot about animals. Um, <laughs> but some animals are also quite shy. So like you can't have them. It's not that they can't even, you can't even have like the guests be too like nosy and they need a lot of hiding places. Otherwise they get stressed and then the mm. welfare drops and people will start protesting about how stressed out your um, panther is. And then the more protesters come, the more stressed it gets, which brings more protesters. Yeah, no, it is a bit, it is a bit uh, bordering sometimes when they protest for stress, they'll have their little placards and they'll be screaming and shouting next to the stressed out animal. Hmm. You know, perfect way to calm down on a weekend. Um, so question two. Hypothetically, our positions are reversed, and I'm guesting on your immensely popular and award-winning podcast, Wink Wink. I, I've just answered the previous question with your response verbatim. What stood out the most to you? Oh, gosh, I have to think about what I just said. <laughs> um, I guess the, the, yeah, the amount of control you have over this game and how much you can change and what like all the different things you can do rather than it just being a sort of drag and drop style game is really interesting um because it's a lot harder work like just building the zoo like takes quite a long time as well as so it's it's an equal part it's it's more about building than it is about gameplay unlike you know certain games like the sims where it's like it's more about using your sim to do stuff does it ever get to a point where the game plays itself? Um, yeah. Yeah, there's if you don't want to keep adding to it, then you can normally let your zoo sort of tick over, but what will happen is um, you know, animals could inbreed. Um, you've got to keep track of, you know, what animals are on contraception and who's who's dad and making sure that everyone's sort of tickety-boo in that region. So obviously if you just let it play for years and years, eventually all your animals would die out or just become horrifically yeah. inbred. But then the inbred ones do tend to be less fertile, as you probably imagine. Apart from the Which, insects. They decided that insects are just, they don't care. Yeah, in insects are fine. They, they live like two weeks. <laughs> but it just, I think it's Finland or something. 
one mm-hmm. of the Scandinavian countries had to release an app like on the national level. Oh, was that Iceland? Iceland, maybe. I'm not sure. It's definitely one of those countries up there. Just like, yeah, no, as per the national government, we've released this app that helps you track your lineage to the person you're dating so that you don't get any inbreeding or at least a very bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was Iceland. I remember reading about that. Um, It was originally going to be a dating app, but then I think people decided that it was actually, um, yeah, better used as like a, people basically using it to check they weren't related before going on dates. Yeah, just because the population size. Um, they've added a feature called incest spoiler. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, As you do, I mean, like like you've said with the the animals, you got to make sure that they're not um, like accidentally committing a cardinal sin. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Oh, this sounds bad. Sometimes you can let them if you've got something specific you're working on. Yeah. Um. So I like having black panthers, but panthers aren't necessarily naturally black. Like that is a, a, a genetic mm. variation. So sometimes you might let that carry on more than you should. So it's um, more eugenics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's yeah. Um, like the game doesn't directly punish you or call, like it will it will let you know, but it doesn't stop it. So you can do it and deal with the consequences. Um, and then, but there's normally enough sort of fresh meat that you can either order, or order sounds bad, makes them, yeah. Um, you can get animals through two different sort of means. There's like money, like cash money. Um, and then there's, um, I think they're called like conservation points. And those points you can spend to get sort of different animals that are put on the market. Um, either sort of, I think there's some like added in via uh, planet zoo itself but then it's also other people's um, animals that have been bred hmm. um so you can then charge a certain amount of um conservation points and people will try and if they can afford it they can buy it which means Just... that some really rare variations get snapped up or are like put on the market for like insanely high prices hmm. it's just so, a like, shame none of those panthers are getting into heaven true um yeah and they all die at my zoo. I don't. I don't tend to release yeah. them to the wild. Well, they shouldn't have coveted that ox. Hmm. Because that's what's done it, obviously. Ox. One of the things you can't actually have in the zoo. It's a weird mixture of animals. Like there's certain certain animals where you're like, well, obviously you'd have that. And it's it's got a lot better because they they've released a lot of DLC. Um, mm. I don't know how you feel about DLC. Yeah, but... it is one of those ones where it's like, where do I lean on this scale? It's DLC heavy. The game isn't unplayable without it, but the DLC adds a lot. It's kind of like The Sims in that respect. Um, yeah. It's not as bad as EA. It's not, you don't have to constantly be topping up with like 10, 15 pound packs all the time. And it's not the the twenty dollar horse armor. No, no, like the the packs are like tend to be quite substantial, and they tend to be very like specifically themed. So if you don't fancy it, there's it's not game breaking to not have it. You can miss that one and get the next one. Um, yeah. and they also tend to be then they're, they're they're more affordable as well. They're not they're not horribly expensive. And when you think about 
the animals are like the animation. I'm not sure if you've looked at Planet Zoo much, but like the anim- the animations for the animals, um, and like the quality, um, and like how detailed they are, is pretty fantastic. Mm, I, I have seen um, some of it. Yeah. So like a lot of work does go into it, and you can understand that that does add up. Yeah, it's not like some other games that I can think of that are like, oh, this is a thirty dollar game with a you know a five dollar effort. Yeah. Or even the other ones, it's like, oh, this is normally a sixty dollar game, but somehow it's mysteriously always on sale for seventy five cents. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I must admit, like, if you're paying full price for um, this kind of game, you just need to do a bit more research. Um, yeah, it's like those carpet stores that are always going hmm. out of business. Yes. Yeah, you can normally you can normally find a better deal. Um, but yeah, I've got like favorite packs, packs that I use a lot. And then I still use a lot of base game stuff as well, but there are certain things that like I really wanted. So when like the aquatic pack came out that had, um, King penguins in <laughs> like, I like emperor penguins. I had to get that. Like, yeah. you know, I want penguins and it's got the, the little baby penguin and the adult penguin and, oh it's fantastic and it's very cute and it came with like other features to make sort of more sort of underwater kind of and water themed parks but i guess the big the big question is if there was a circus that fired a penguin out of a cannon would you want to Hmm. go see it uh (laughs) yeah i think if you want to hear more about my thoughts on that you should head over to uh hey i love that movie the podcast where we rewatch the old films we watched when we were younger to see if they still hold up. Gosh, Dan is a lot better at that than me. Yeah, just a, a subtle plug in there. Subtle plug, yeah. We, I think that was the Chicken Run episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No chickens in this game. No chickens in Planet Zoo. Yet. It Yet. May, may come in a future day or so. Um, It'll be weird, though. I think the newest one is the North America Animal Pack, which I haven't got. Um. But I've got the Europe pack, which, as someone obviously from Europe, was a bit like, do we even have any animals? Turns out kind of. Now, there is a a bit of a sticky political question I'm going to avoid there. And let you say that you're from Europe. (laughs) I'm from Europe, Uh, geographically. And um, so that's got, it, it comes with like an Ibex, which is like a kind of deer. And then a Eurasian lynx, which again is like, it, that's really like Eurasian. Okay, but sure. Um, deer, badger, which is fantastic. Love badgers. And then fire salamander. And I'm like, I do not consider that a particularly European animal, but sure, yeah. whatever. And then it's like the the theme, like building stuff is all like um, medieval, which I thought was quite funny. Because, yeah. Because that's Europe. Europe. Europe's just... We're just old, old, and we've got lots of stone. It's like that one joke: the Americans showing an English guy around. It's like, oh yeah, you know, our country was founded about two hundred years ago. This mm. guy just goes, yeah. So what? My local pub's older than that. Yeah. Turns out you guys have been around a while. Yeah, I think my the school I went to was founded in uh, the sixteen hundred. So yeah, pretty pretty old. Um, I yeah, but I don't, I don't really mind that because I know for a fact that the uh, the Australia pack is probably you'd be like looking at that like, okay, why are these assets like this 
this kind of like corrug- rusty corrugated iron and um uh, I, the I animals mean... are a little bit more obvious because you guys have some pretty funky exclusive animals yeah i think that's mostly the environment's doing but the, the corrugated tin sheds and things it's like yeah no that kind of matches my actual local zoo is kind of like that where it's just like yeah no it just looks bad yeah there's also like some there's some bits in this game that aren't i guess probably culturally sensitive i don't think they're deliberately culturally insensitive but it's just when you're trying to condense something into a seven pound or eight pound game pack so i guess it's probably like a 14 15 dollar dlc wouldn't surprise me if they added the the famous Australia tax onto it and make it like thirty bucks. Oh. Yeah. Um Well, you know, you gotta you gotta ship all those digital goods somehow. Yes. Well absolutely. Yeah. Um so it's got things that I don't know if they're offensive, but they're, I guess they're going on the Aboriginal kind of like painted wooden poles with certain styles and patterns on. Um and I don't, I don't particularly know if that's a thing or if that's sort of condensed. Like the Africa pack comes with a lot of like African masks that you can put up as decoration. Yeah, it's um, kind of a weird, touchy subject. Yeah, definitely one you really want to be careful. Of. I don't feel very qualified to comment on it. I can just laugh at the yeah, the Europe pack is old and we've got badgers. Um, saying that the park that I. The, the local, I guess, park that I've been to most recently in the UK does have badgers. Um, it's not quite pompous enough to call itself a zoo, though. It's a, it's a, like a wildlife park. Yeah. Any mushrooms or snakes? Mushrooms or snakes in England or in the game? In, in that in that one uh, park that you go to. Oh, or is probably it just lots badgers, of mushrooms. Badgers, badgers. Ha! Oh gosh, sorry, that took me a second. <laughs> Uh, God, I'm I'm so weird. Um, for reference, I just looked it up. Uh, all of the packs are fourteen fifty Australian. Nice. I was pretty except, close then. Except for the music pack, which is sixteen ninety five. That's weird. But also, who buys the music tracks? If it's included in the purchase, yes. If it's extra DLC, why? Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, is it that is that the Planet Zoo Deluxe Edition upgrade pack? Uh, no, it is a separate one. Oh, weird. Okay, because there's like I did buy the Deluxe Edition upgrade. Um, you, me, and other animals. The music of Planet Zoo. <laughs> Nerd. Because realistically, if you're tempted by the soundtrack, theoretically they're in the game files somewhere. You just go rip them off. Yeah. Not yeah. endorsing that officially, but. Yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot, isn't it, to save yourself however much that is. Yeah, because you could buy a whole extra part of the game with that money. I've bought this yeah. game an embarrassing amount of times, uh, twice. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've bought it twice. It's not too bad, but I've bought it twice, including quite a few of the expansions twice. Because yeah. um, this game is it's heavy. It, you, need a, you need a good computer for it, yeah. um, or it just will not run. I think when you look at it, and you look at the animation and you look at how big it is, like it, it's pretty obvious why. Um, but my poor little laptop, oh no, I couldn't do that to, to this little baby. He'd just, <laughs> he'd combust. 
I think he's probably, I think the fans just turned on at the thought. Um, or maybe it's just running the video of the um, Planet Zoo website. Oh, so boy. I had to, um, I bought it on my partner's PC. Um, and he's quite, oh, he's not going to listen to this. He's quite precious about his space on his computer. Um, <laughs> and it's a bit, it's a big game as well. So he was like, well, I'm going to delete it. Like I'd played it for a bit and I'd really enjoyed it. And I'd made some fantastic zoos. And he was like, I was like, oh, I can, um, don't worry. Don't like, you can delete it because I can play it using like the steam family thing. Yeah. Um, where like you can play each other's games. We didn't realize that you can't play at the same time, even if you're playing different games. Mm. Um, so then my partner decided during the pandemic, um, peak, peak pandemic to buy a new computer, um, that he got his mate to build for him. And he gave me the carcass of his um, his computer. Just, for just me the to, awful. To use. Yes, I mean most of it was pretty much unusable, but it did have a graphics card, which is what I needed because um, I'm not sure if you remember, <laughs> graphics cards had their moment. I think they're still pretty bloody expensive. Yeah, but I mean at least they're all honest and only selling to gamers that actually want them, and certainly not doing anything else with them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, mine only mines any... Bitcoin at night, so... Yeah, re- regardless of what recent news articles may or may not have come out at time of release. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my partner bit the bullet and got himself a um, a nice Spenny graphics card that I think he paid well over RRP for. Um, yeah. And I got his... But then it turned out, like, it was... Um, I needed... If I, I, I got... I needed more RAM... And then his motherboard was too old, so I ended up having to replace most of it. But it was mostly like the cheap parts. Mm. Um, I think I've, I kept the power supply unit as well, so it saved me a bit of money. The, the, um, the RAM's the easy part, though. You just yeah. download the Lincoln Park AXE <laughs> that promises you to download more RAM. Yeah. And then if you have any problems, you delete System 32. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page about that because um, people say that building computers is complicated. It's like any video game, the easiest cheat code is Alt F4. Hmm. Get you straight through. Question three. Uh, we can tell that obviously this is a subject that you care a lot about, uh, but what got you to give it a chance in the first place? Basic bitch answer. It was recommended to me on my Steam library, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to play this so badly. And then I was like, oh, what are the requirements? And then I was like, oh, no. I can't play that. I will play this later. <laughs> I will play this when I'm able to. So it was always in like the back of my mind. I always really wanted to play it. I watched a lot of people playing it on YouTube. Mm. Um, like James Turner, I want to say, if you know him. He uh, does a lot. Depending of... on which one, because I do know a couple. Okay. I think that's his... He, he's got different usernames for different games, but he does a lot of like Planet Zoo and a lot of City Skylines and a lot of other games. Uh, the um, famous YouTuber James Turner, not uh, internet sketch comedian James Turner or Pokemon designer James Turner. Yes, the first one, for sure. Yeah. Which is a shame, because the second one really should get more rap. Oh, needs a new name. Oh, probably. Um, but yeah, so I, I, that's how I sort of scratched that itch for a long time. Um, and just sort of, I my, my laptop could run The Sims. 
Um, mm. So I was playing that like a lot. Um, and then other old older games that my PC was able to, my laptop was able to run. Because it's not, it's not like I have a bad laptop. Like it was good when I bought it. I just bought it in 2013. No, later, 2017, something like that. It's it's age. It's an it's an aged crone of a laptop now. Yeah, it tech time just goes so quick. Yes. So I've never I've never really had like up to this is the first time in my life as an adult is when I've had like a current gen console and like a computer that can play games. But even I mean mm. my 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 PC with the older graphics card is already like. There's a lot of games I couldn't play. Yeah, and I mean, like when it comes down to it, sometimes that's all you need for a recommendation is just someone going, "Hey, look at this," and then you're in. I love animals, and these are baby animals, and they're so like there's so much animation in this game. Like they, the animals don't just wander around. Like they have different behaviors. They climb trees. They go swimming. They play with each other. They roll over. They poop in all kinds of different positions. They sleep. They, they don't actually fuck. Oh, are we allowed to swear? Oh, I don't give a shit. Cool. They, yeah, they, you don't see them have sex, but you are told they're about to have sex, and then they stand near each other. And the same like giving birth as well as like just they'll lie down, and then little babies will appear next to them. So it's not it's not like super graphic. Um, yeah. But it is. They're so fuzzy, and like considering how furry, obviously, a lot of the animals are. They're gorgeous. So um, this is like laser niche focused on like you specifically because no one else cares about baby animals, I assume? Um, I'd, I'm not going to say that I'm the only baby animal lover, um, but I'm going to say if you want to sell me something specifically, having it associated with baby animals is a pretty good start. There you go, marketers. There's some free free uh, ad yeah. revenue that right there for you. Yeah, my ad profile or whatever it is is just like at the top. It's like baby animals, and then they say sex sells. <laughs> gone. Now I'm all about Irrelevant. that post-sex baby animal. Yeah, the, the aftermath. The aftermath of the sex. Yeah. Oh, platypus. Sorry, there's um, you can get platypuses in the new pack. Platypi. I, I know okay. someone who would be very excited by that. Yeah, that's how they get you. Once they've got an animal, you're like, "Oh, my favorite animal," and then you're like, "Oh, I can, I can, I can have it in my game. I can breed it. I can name each of my animals." <laughs> you got to have something to put on the plaque at the like at the front of it. It's like, "Oh, here's Sparky the alligator." Yeah, but then you get really sad when they die. But you can have memorials now. It's all right. It's just whenever one of them happens to die, you suddenly get a saving on your food bill that month. And then you just get Sparky too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, my some some animals I name. Some of them I do not. And then some of them I get quite. Um, their names are slightly less personal because I'm looking at their genetics and their breeding. So it's mm. they get called sort of after their genes and their number, <laughs> and it's a yeah. yeah. I, I'm just getting throwbacks to Final Fantasy VII now with all the chocobo breeding. Hmm. Like, yep, red, gold, green. Ah, oh, genetically perfect. Yes, that's your name. <laughs> um, it's good to name ugly animals after people you hate as well. 
the game once you've got past the the start of the game the mid game um experience is money is almost no object it's so easy to make money in this game because it's one of those ones where it's like it's got difficulty settings like easy, easy medium and hard and i always play on medium because i i'm not in it for like that you know tough gaming experience yeah. um i'm in it for the animals and like the the building side of it and obviously the building side of it i like having the limitations set by having some money and discovery and like getting the animals i find like the sandbox version of the game a bit less fun but i don't like it being too hard so i live in a my my zoos exist in a world where everyone fucking loves the zoo and will come at like for however much money if it's good enough at the start they'll be like your zoo is overpriced if you try and bump up your prices too much and people won't really come as much but if you underprice it as well, people will be like, your zoos, like, I can't believe the zoos are this cheap. You could probably raise the price. Yeah, um, the, it's like my brother always plays theme park, and, uh, theme park world and whatnot, is mm. entry is always free. Toilets cost 10 cents and all the rides are, like, exactly priced. Nice. It, yeah. So you can come in and look at everything, but you're not doing anything without paying for it. So... Yeah, Planet Zoo is a different model, I think, because obviously there's... Well, there are rides in it, actually, but it's not a theme park. Um, Planet Coaster is a game that I probably will get at some point. Um, but mm. I'm I'm happy. I mean, it's not got animals in it, so, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, it's got a couple, but mostly as accessories to rides. Which makes sense. Um, yeah. But the... Yeah, so the model is people you have like an entrance fee which will normally be quite high um obviously depending on what sort of stage your zoo is at um and then there's like donation points and people donate money to the pots next to the animals depending on how much they like them or how educated they feel about it and um then you can also charge for like i always do like a safari car ride Mm. um which i find really fun um the pathing and uh sorting out the actual like gates for that can be a pain in the ass but uh eh, it's 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 worth it it's worth persevering with like the pathing tools and everything have got so much better than when i first played it back in yeah i think 2020 when i first got it um and the game was a mess and now it's a lot more functional yeah uh question four for some people, a sense of community and like-mindedness are integral to their enjoyment of something. To your knowledge, is there a community around Planet Zoo that you're aware of? And if so, what are they like? Um, yeah, there's there's a community. Like, it's big on YouTube. Um, like, there's quite a lot of YouTubers that play the game, or at least it's, it's sort of dropped off the radar a bit now but there's certainly people that play the game and live stream it and i'm sure it's on twitch i'm not i'm not hugely into twitch so i couldn't speak for that and then it's got yeah it's got a really active steam workshop community Mm, Um, i I was gonna say like you said that the the workshop modding was uh, fairly prolific so i imagine at the very least there's people who were technically invested in it yeah and they do really useful things as well like um i just I hadn't used them before. I think because I'd always been, I'd always had like an idea of what I wanted to do. So I'd just go in and do it. Um, and I didn't need inspiration. When I went back in to sort of start playing it again, to talk to you about it, 
I thought, well, first I'll go on the Steam Workshop and see what other people are doing. And they've done some amazing things, like things you'd never think of, using all these really complicated building assets that, you know, I sort of forgot existed. Um, and people make some absolutely gorgeous things that I can then basically steal and put in my zoo and make my zoo look really pretty and different. And I'm like, oh, I'm so clever. Yeah. Like, like a little water jet behind a picture of a lion that looks like it's crying. Yes. I don't know why you would do that, but I have. I had. I mean, one of the things I did work out pretty quickly was how to make it look like all the animals were peeing in my fountains. Yeah. Of course, you would. Why not? Um, but yeah, no. It's 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 a really good. It's a really good community, and um, I'm not on like the subreddits or anything like that. But I can't imagine it's that bad. You know, it'll have its. I mean, Reddit though is kind of a six of one. Ah, you know, there's. Reddit is what you make of it. Yeah. And what Reddit makes of it. Yes. <laughs> Big shout uh, out to my crew at the rat subreddit. That's a great subreddit. What, uh, r slash rat? R slash rats. All caps. Close enough. I suppose the r slash rat is for anyone trying to find a rapid antigen test in this day and age. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in, in England, we call them latty flows, so... Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's the same basic test. We we just yeah. call them rat tests because we're idiots and say test twice. Like the ATM machine. Raw test is just testing how posh you are. Yeah. Or uh, how religious I think it is, religious mm. authority, something oh, like yeah. that. Um, so we'll take a quick break here to have everyone's favourite part of the show, a word from the sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. I mean, just such a great ad read on that, don't you think? That was brilliant. It was beautiful. Weirdly well connected. Yeah, really connected to what, what we've been talking about today. Yeah, just go out and get three of them. Unless it's for the army or casino, then just get none of them. And Unless you want to, which is weird, but hey, I can't stop you. Don't join three different armies. You might get in trouble. Yeah, go for four. That'll be fun. So question five. There are many aspects of media that resonate differently with different people. What is your favourite part? Um, my favourite part of this game is, I think I've said it already, is the building. Um, and because it runs really well on my computer and I there's no, like, limit to how, like, the size of my zoo. You can also, like, change the settings just so it's less high depth and you can, like, expand your zoo mm. to have, you know, a crazy amount of animals. But there's always something to do. There's always something to keep an eye on. But you can also pause the game and just build and make something absolutely perfect. Like there's no, yeah. it's it's your own time you're wasting. Like it, you could just sit there and get. And I get so involved and so absorbed. Like I, I tend to listen to a the radio or podcasts or something. Um, but my partner has pointed out to me the irony of me sat there absolutely absorbed in creating like this perfect world uh, for these animals whilst ignoring my three pet rats that are sat next to me. But they like I mean, to watch as well, so it's it, fine. It is interesting, then, in, like, a game that's focused around, like, zoo management and animal care, basically, is that it has such a robust building engine that it can, yeah. like, pull you right in. It's fantastic. It, it's so much better than, it, like, a zoo game kind of warrants. Um, and it, yeah, the if you 
do like look at what other people have built. Well, I'd show you my zoos, but they are pretty mundane in comparison to what some people are capable of. Yeah. Um, but they're just brilliant. For me, it's just like you place the prefab buildings and it's like, yeah, that's good enough. But then you get the people who are like, I, I spent six hours on this uh, this two by two square of lawn and it looks gorgeous, but the rest of it is so tiring. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing, like the that, that's the beauty of these kind of games. And a lot of them are the same where it's like you, you can if you're if you're really into strategy and playing the game and I don't know, trying to breed the ultimate white West Lowland gorilla. um. You can do that and you can have a rubbish zoo with that just meets the requirements and you've just put down the building. You don't even have to decorate the buildings. Um, like you can just do that. Slab of concrete, yeah. Yeah. And as long as you've got the right amount of trees, even just the same tree over and over, and the right amount of toys um, for the gorillas and whatever, like it doesn't matter. Um, if you want to recreate an Indian city... You can do that if you want to create, yeah, like um, a beautiful temple or a, a church in like this, uh, like the other packs, like the Europe pack. You can do that um, yeah. if you it's want to create, game, like, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like it's just so creative and it brings out so much, like in other in like yeah in the community and like what people are building. Um, because there's so many options, you just there's always something new. There's always a different way of doing it, and yeah, it's just gorgeous. I just I really would recommend this game because it is so <laughs> fun. Um, and I, but it is a time suck. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not one of those ones that it's not like Stardew Valley or Civ games. I also love. Um, where it's like it's got that thing that pushes you to keep playing and keep playing where it's like oh just, just one more day or just one more turn one more turn you can just five pause. more minutes yeah you can just pause and stop and load it back up and you're in exactly the same place like you don't have to finish oh, sorry it's not my microphone you don't have to finish a turn you don't have to like save at a certain point like hmm. it it's it's a little bit more like freeing than that and you can just pause it and i'll quite happily play whilst doing other things so i'll go back to it and then pause it and then go and do something else and then go back to it a bit later and do something else and so, uh question six then uh following on from the previous question what do you think would appeal the most to the general public um i think what appeals most is the animals and the animation um mm. because it's stunning um and you can it's very i i think the learning curve is quite is a bit steep at the start but there there is like a tutorial sort of there's like a story mode in this game that i've i've had this game for two years and i've never ever tried um well i don't need to um and that's more the management and like building your zoo kind of side of it yeah, and then if that's the type of game you were interested in there are probably more suitable games out there yeah Absolutely. Um, but I I love um, you can build it in any area in the world as well. So like it ticks, I think it's got global appeal because like you can make a zoo in Australia, you can make a zoo in England, you can make a zoo in anywhere, like America, like literally you, there's a globe and you pick where you want your world to be or where you want your zoo to be and you start there. 
and then you can franchise as well so you've got different zoos in different areas and you can swap out animals between them yeah does that have like actual mechanical differences or is it yeah just so it's got different aesthetic? differences in like the um, environment so obviously what your base game terrain is um so like in australia it's um desert dry and shit. dry very dry yeah um and then it gets very hot Yep. And then it can also get quite cold, but you don't have a, um, it's, but then if you're like in a place with like monsoon seasons, you have that. If you somewhere that's got, um, snow, you have more snow, whereas, you know, snow, not a big issue in Australia, um, as far as I can remember. Not often, no. I, th- I think it makes the news whenever it yeah. happens. And um, so you don't have to worry about that. But then obviously, um, obviously naturally, animals that you put in the zoo there if you have to make them cold you have to use more like cooling equipment and air conditioning to make their terrain suitable so like, if you wanted a bunch of um po- if you wanted polar bears in the zoo in australia like that's a lot more work um yeah. whereas like if you just put the native like native animals in there will be pretty happy in the climate without you having to add like heaters or coolers yeah just like a, a pocket of penguins in the desert that's fine right you can get the African penguins; they're cute, and they they have much higher tolerances. Um, so yeah, you can have penguins if you want. Um, and once again, like once you've got to mid game where you've got plenty of cash rolling in, it doesn't matter. Like you can just absolutely like the environmental side of it doesn't seem to play in like come to effect. You can just have air conditioning, like cooling units everywhere, just blasting. So, and obviously, I. Like no sane person would do this, but hypothetically, could you destroy an entire species by just being cruel to them? Yeah, yeah. I'm. You can starve them to death. You can. Um, I'm pretty sure if you put an animal that is going to that is vicious, it can hunt and kill other animals. In that, if you put them in the same enclosure, something I've only I ever mean, done by accident. I mean, more along the lines of, oh, this like endangered white rhinoceros. I want 12 mm. of them. Oh, there's only three in the world? Well, I insist. And then I will kill them all, and I want more. So, yeah, I think there's a little bit of artificial um, inflation where like it, <laughs> the game in the franchise mode where you connect with other players won't just mean there's no more white rhinos and that's it. They'll occasionally just make one up. Um but they're a lot harder to come by. So what might be happening is like, there's loads of animals that you can get really easily that have like a low conservation status. So if you want to get flamingos, there's always a shit ton of flamingos and you can get flamingos that have normal, like average genes and might have a few, like they might be more susceptible to illness or whatever. Or you might be able, you know, for like only 10 conservation points, you can get like one with perfect genes or like really good genes and have a really successful flamingo colony. Um, And then if you want to start getting like chimpanzees, um, that's going to take you longer because they might cost 500 conservation points a pop, which means you have to trade out some of your other animals um, that you've been breeding to mm. get enough of those points to actually have a decent amount of chimpanzees because they have like a minimum amount you need to be happy. So you might yeah. have some sort of lonely chimps for a bit. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I'm not sure about you, but I think I prefer cargo pants to jeans. Hmm. Well, I'm wearing pyjama pants, so... Yeah, there you go. I haven't changed, so I shouldn't say anything. Uh, Although I will say this. Question seven. 
Say that I do end up enjoying this because of your excellent recommendation. What would be your number one follow-up? doesn't necessarily have to be a sequel or anything, but where mm-hmm. would I turn to if I wanted more of the same? I guess it depends on what you enjoyed about the game, but I'd say a pretty... If you enjoyed build, the building aspect of it, then, like, The Sims 4, I think, is really getting good now for, like, how you can customise everything. Um, it seems pretty obvious as well, but if, if it's strategy that you're really enjoying, um, the city skylines, um, yeah. I love, I love, I love starting with a tiny shitty hamlet and building up to like this metropolis with just the worst traffic. Um, Would you, I, I know it's a, probably a little bit hard to do without having a solid like recommendation, uh, basis for it, but would you include Planet Coaster in there? considering it's by the same people. Yeah, I'd imagine it's really good. I just, um, it's one of those things, like, if you really enjoyed um, Roller Coaster Tycoon and, like, that's got a lot of nostalgia for you, then you'll probably really enjoy um, Planet Coaster. Like, it just sort of makes sense, like, that Mm. those sort of games were really popular. I just, I never played that game. I didn't have it. I played games that were more city builders or, like, strategy, like... um, Stronghold, um, Age of Empires, that kind of game. Um, I, I remember having the the demo version of Roller Coaster Tycoon at high school because oh, nice. we didn't have access to the internet or computers before that, and yeah, just the the thrill of making a roller coaster that would just back up and then launch itself off a ramp into a crowd of people. Yes, very hard to beat. Yeah, I. When I was a kid, I used to play a lot of... Have you ever played Stronghold? No, I haven't. I don't think I've heard of it from memory. Oh, okay. It's, uh, well, it was fantastic, and then they brought out Stronghold 2, which was fine, and then they brought out Stronghold 3, um, which was a disaster. So it kind of died. Uh, the franchise kind of... I don't know. They keep trying to bring it back. But it's similar similar to, like, um, Age of Empires, um, but... A little bit. It's just medieval. Um, you can have you can have like a map builder in that where you build your own like sandbox castle, or you can like create scenarios or whatever. Um, and you can add animals to it. So one thing I used to do as a child was I'd make a big uh, ring of like wooden fence, a wooden wall, and then I'd fill it with rabbits, and then I'd fill it with wolves and just watch the wolves eat the rabbits. That would be really weird if one of the rabbits survived because it ate all the wolves. Hmm. Never happened, unfortunately. But I, um, I sure gave it a good go. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember odds. that. My parents were a bit worried when they found out that that's what I was doing, but they were like, eh, you know, it's only doing it online. I, it's not like I was out there killing actual rabbits. I, I mean, if I think if my parents knew half of the stuff that I like was like as a kid they would have had me committed or worse years ago yeah i like i'm looking back at it now and even now i'm thinking oh yeah it's not so bad but from an outsider perspective that's some really like serial killer troubling type stuff yeah i guess it shows how close actually we are to serial killers like it doesn't take much for people to hmm. snap um, especially Releasing when you look at like, the, the whole within. Sims, yeah, the Sims like goblin child in the basement that just paints um, as a way to make money and those, those kind of things. Like people just, you know, one of the most fun things in the Sims one was how, and Sims two was like, oh, how are you going to kill your Sim? 
oh let's delete the delete the um ladder into the swimming pool and uh, watch them drown or dwarf fortress you specifically get someone infected with vampirism so you can lock them in a closet and make them an immortal accountant yep you know literally just just do my taxes forever you don't (laughs) sleep you don't eat you don't get to bite anyone so yeah in this game you can be cruel and interesting as well um but i haven't really explored that side of it i haven't felt the need to because i just love making the zeus as pretty as possible i don't want to make it ugly um and it's because it's not like a war game but like obviously like death and fighting and everything's on your mind more with like those like rome total war and stronghold and mm. age of empires and, like it's obviously it's a much it's a much bigger part of the game um i it you know you're just a little bit more closer to action um but this one obviously like there's no one there's no one invading are there like rival zoos that start up and you've got to try well, and no beat their there's no subterfuge you don't have to like be like putting out oh god they've got you know mites outbreak in um el zoo don't go there it's shit or anything like that or like undercutting your prices no it's um it's a little bit more insular than that like you don't um, you're really I, just competing yeah. against yourself mostly yeah, you're just trying to get the biggest, bestest zoo, um, and then yeah, the, the 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 competition comes more in like the um, auctioning off animals. So like, obviously, you want to sell them to make enough profit and get as many conservation points as you can. Hmm. But at the but same time, you don't time, want to price yourself out of the market. You don't, yeah, exactly. So it's um, it does give you like a recommended amount, and then you can either be like, well, actually, this one is really, really good, so I reckon it will sell, so I'll bump it up a bit, or you can reduce it. Um, and then you can completely ignore that part of the game and just um, release them to the world, and that gives you a certain amount of conservation credits as well. Normally quite a few less, like 50% less, but it, um, you know, it's, it's possible to totally avoid that. And obviously there's also just the sandbox mode that has everything open and everything researched, and yeah. you just uh, do whatever you want. But I find that a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, just having the par- choice paralysis. Yeah. Uh, um, well, what happens is the same that happens to me in real life, which is where I just start about 30 different things and finish none of them, then get overwhelmed and stop playing. Okay. First of all, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Uh, you know, that ADHD creativity brain is just no good. Yeah, I just, uh, decision paralysis is, uh, it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't experienced mm. it. But my, my favorite is knowing I need to shower. Yep. So I can't do anything until I shower, but not showering. And not and then I'm like, okay, cool. I've got to do that. And then I know I've also got to do this. So do I eat yep. or do I shower? And then suddenly it's been an hour and I'm like, what? Yeah, or I, I've got an appointment at four. It's currently 10. Well, I can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, Question eight, I do have to tweak a bit because it's originally about oh, what is a character from said medium that you enjoy, but that doesn't quite apply. So sometimes our engagement with a piece of media comes from a position of relativity. Do you have an animal that you relate to? <laughs> oh, um, I have favourite animals. I'm, I've, I always grew up as a cat person. Um, 
very strongly and then my parents got a dog and then suddenly I was that just opened like I'm not a cat person I'm an everything person I love all animals so I find it really hard but red pandas in this game and in real life are so dopey and cute um it's just brilliant um I've heard a lot about the the red panda like craze not even of late just in general it's like eh, I don't get it but okay whatever people like I guess yeah they're just really really cute and I've I've actually seen them in real life like I despite being um quite a preachy vegan I have been to a lot of zoos in my time um Certainly, uh, before I was vegan, and I've I've travelled all over the the world. I'm quite lucky to have been to be quite well travelled. So I've been to like I've been to China and seen like the Beijing Olympic uh, pandas there, mm. and that kind of thing. And I love yeah, they're just so cute. Like, uh, but then red pandas are just they're really small, so they've got that kind of extra. They don't ever stop being cute. And they try um, to stand up and make themselves more intimidating, which only adds to that factor. Yes, it, they, they don't ever look not cute, no matter what they're trying to do. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm one that I can find the, the you know the cute in pretty much anything, but they you know some animals it just they lend themselves a bit better. Um, yeah, others you got to dig a little bit deeper for. It's like what is what is wrong with this chameleon? Mm. And then there's I, I find it really exciting when like I've had like two cheetahs and they've both been quite like low on the fertility scale and then they'll get you know finally they'll have a baby or and there'll be like multiple it'll be like two cheetahs cubs and I'll be like oh my god and I'll be really excited because I've and then you've got little baby cheetahs running around and playing and (laughs) being really cute and you've got all these different toys that you can put in but the animals get bored so you do have to like they the, the 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 toys sort of lose their appeal, so it's kind of like with toddlers. You do have to sort of have them on a bit of a rotor, because if you just chuck in all of them, they'll get kind of equally bored with them. Yeah, you got to recycle their enrichment. Yeah, yeah, it's called enrichment in the game as well. It's just the proper term for it, um, which uh, is a very real thing. I'm I'm currently loving with my with my pets, um, finding out new new things for them to play with. They've currently got a little um, like dog chew in their cage Hmm. Um, and they're having a great time with that Uh, question nine Uh, a lot of these types of interviews rely on the question of what would you bring with you to a desert desert island in order to get to know a person but that's not this show what we ask instead is to picture this scenario you're on a deserted island with no hope of rescue but food water shelter and all that has been taken care of you so that you won't succumb before your natural time You've also been provided with a single piece of media and the means to engage with it, and for you it is, at, is Planet Zoo. How frequently hmm. would you utilise it, and how long would it take for you to be sick of it? Um, do I get access to the Steam network? Uh, no, but you do get currently all of the packs available. Oh, okay. So I can't see what other people are building. No, sorry. No. Okay, then I probably would get bored of it. Like, I mean, I, I think there's a sort of a finite amount you can play of anything before you're like, oh, I just want to do something else. Uh, I would probably go down the route of like, what else can I use this game for? So like some people have built cities or like, you know, you, you made really fantastic buildings 
which the game doesn't really lend itself to. It's much more supposed to be like little shacks and things like that. Um, so I'd probably do yeah. that and expand. Not like, a, yeah. not like a moon base or a prison or a literal city designed for the animals. Hmm. I've seen one of them and it had like, I think it had like um, cheetahs in the, in like a strip club. Yep. Where they'd, they'd put like little, they'd, they'd made like, yeah, seating and then a little stage which had just, yeah, just a whole pile of cheetah corpses because they hadn't fed them or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we've seen the same video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good video and it just shows what the game is capable of. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's good in that respect. But I think I'd, I would also probably dip into what you're allowed to take the creative works of Shakespeare with you as well normally, aren't you? The complete works of Shakespeare. That's one of the rules. Uh, on other, like, interviews and shows, yes. Yes. I'm thinking of Desert Island Discs. Um, I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, if you know that's made it over over the pond, but yeah, they get apparently they get like the complete works of Shakespeare to bring with them. Um, I yeah, no, it's it's a really good game. I I mean, it just sounds like a nice holiday actually. Like go go to a nice desert island with all the amenities I need, and then I can also play my one of my favorite video games at the same time. Yeah. See, that's the thing. A lot of people who just go, oh, yeah, I'd love this, with no thought of how to escape. Oh, no, escape's futile. If I'd been put there, I'd assume there was some sort of reason. Yeah, to see how long it takes you to figure out how to escape. Uh, Well, uh, it depends on how long it is between DLC releases. Yeah, yeah. Because you could I mean, just sabotage my escape plan by like releasing a new DLC when I'm halfway through building the raft. Yeah. Like, okay, she's good for another couple of months. Yeah, we've got to let's reel her back in. Hmm. But that is all the questions I had, so thank oh. you for indulging me. Oh, thank you for letting me talk about it. I hope but, it's... Uh, are you going to get the game? I'm going to try it. But it, uh, hopefully that's given people a little bit of a deeper insight into your perspective. Yeah. It is so, very good if you like control and managing things and getting things to do what you want them to do. So this would normally be where the sponsor break goes in, but we already had that, so you just get subjected to the worst part of the show, which is me talking for the follow-up review from last episode's Enemy of the Show and self-proclaimed horrid little worm, L, and their recommendation of Let the Blood Run Free. Is this something that you're familiar with? No. I'm not it, it is a utterly bizarre Australian improvised sitcom melodrama. Hmm. It, I think it did make it over that side of the pond in the early 90s. Okay, yeah. Which, it's it's giving me sort of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place kind of vibes. It. I mean, honestly, I was surprised to find that out because it's like, I don't know anyone here who knows what it is, let alone to be popular enough to ship off. Dear God, is it insane. It looks weird. It It's based out of uh, like an improv stage show that they were doing where the audience could vote on what happens next, which they also carried over to the TV show. I think it was like one of the first TV shows to ever do that sort of interactive voting thing. Oh, okay. 
So nowadays you get like all the big brother and whatnot. It's like, oh, vote someone out of the house or whatever. But no, these actually affected their storylines. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It just goes so off the rails. It's not even funny. I I can see a lot of. (laughs) Isn't that kind of the point of uh, a comedy? Is it a comedy? Yes. Uh, Yes, bizarrely. Technically. Is it only technically a comedy? Oh, no, it is absolutely balls to the wall a comedy, but the amount of how hard it goes, uh, there should be a Stack Overflow error. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, there's just so much of just the skeletons of the backbone of Australian comedy in it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's bizarrely fundamental. And... Yeah, I guess uh, if you want the full review, check out the last episode. But other than that, I'd give it a five out of five. Because I recommended it myself, so I can't really say anything but that. <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a watch, maybe. I'm not going to make any promises here because it looks a bit yeah. strange, but I'll. Uh... Yeah. Would you say you'd check this out? Uh-huh. I will check. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you can't laugh, you cry. Ain't that the truth? Uh, but now, before we wrap up this, the final ever episode of Check This Out for this recording session, and 17th time I've made that joke, uh, could you please tell the audience where they might find you online and if you have anything to advertise? Um. So, yeah, I uh, I'm part of uh, the triplet that makes up uh, hey i love that movie alongside my co-hosts dan and mikey uh we host a podcast that's all about movie nostalgia and how much it affects um re-watching films seeing if they still hold up and um, occasionally they do occasionally they don't and your sweet sweet memories of the film are lost forever um <laughs> it's a good time um and uh yeah we've just got a patreon so you can find that uh if you google uh hey i love that movie uh patreon or if you go to patreon and type in hey i love the movie it comes up um you can also find me more specifically um i'm at helena k heath um because my middle name is karen um and someone already had the handle helena heath so that's that's me uh we have a discord so come come say hi on that and uh yeah, I'm also looking for a job. So um, if anyone's hiring researchers in and around the Birmingham area, let me know. Advertisers, you, you gave us that ad rate earlier. Get on it. Hmm. I will I, also work with baby animals. Soul. Yes. I assume that research was a given. baby animals, yeah. And that's on Twitter at Hilton Pod, is it? Yeah, H-I-L-T-M Pod. Um, and you can mm-hmm. find me there at Helena K Heath, and I'm also on. We're also on Instagram. Um, a very good podcast. I've, I've loved listening uh-huh. to it. Well, we had a very good guest on the other day for our special Easter episode. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to listen to that one. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, yep, still got the little deep fried critters burned into my brain. <laughs> well, I mean, they are deep fried. They're not going anywhere else. <laughs> On that note, I've been Al. And I've been Helena. And this has been Check This Out, a podcast of media positivity. 
And remember, even a blind squirrel is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs>